You are about to enter the realm of Erdzeheimel, a magical land full of great treasures, warring nations, and dark dangers. But before that, this is the voice of Aaron, your dungeon master for D6, and you are about to listen to the audio podcast version of our live broadcast of D6 Black Archives. If you wish to watch the original broadcasts, D6 will go live on Sundays at 6pm Pacific Standard Time, 9pm Eastern Standard Time on the Roll for Damage Twitch channel which the VOD will be uploaded on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the D6 D&D Live Show YouTube channel. And the audio podcast will be released on Spotify Saturdays at the same time as the VODs on YouTube. Now, whether you are listening to this at work, driving, or prefer the audio format, please be aware of your surroundings and listen to your podcasts responsibly. We are not liable for the Red Dragon attacks looking to add your lost treasures to its hoard. Thank you all, and let's get into the show. Hello! Welcome everyone to D6, our brand new campaign starting this year. Uh, as you may all know, I am Aaron. I'm otherwise known as Yorushien. I am a... Uh, I'm the dungeon master and creator for all this, and we are currently live over on Roll for Damage, who are our wonderful partners uh, for this campaign. Uh, if you guys want to check out any of their other VODs, or if you're going to be checking out any of their content relatively soon, by all means, there will be a whole bunch of links below. Uh, we don't have any uh, sponsors to be talking about, so I'm just going to go ahead and introduce my players. Uh, not their characters just yet. We'll get to that in about a minute, and then uh, we'll start working towards uh, the beginning of the game. So, to start off, uh, to get familiar with the voices, there will be, uh, there will be character faces to uh, associate with them relatively soon. So, to start off, uh, my friend, Blue, go ahead, uh, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Blue, also known as Blue Casanate, which is also my Twitter handle. I'm an illustrator with a bachelor's degree in it, and I've illustrated about four children's books, but most merit is online and what you'll be seeing throughout the game, and uh, yeah, really happy to play yeah. this game. And uh, next up is, uh, of course, our wonderful friend and uh, also longtime D6 guest, now turned full-time player, uh, uh, Connor, or Distortion Devil, if you will. Hey! Uh, I'm Distortion Devil. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube.com slash Distortion Devil. Uh, I stream on Twitch Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I'm also in a couple of different uh, campaigns. You know where to find me, probably. <clears throat> <laughs> Definitely. And uh, up next is a very close personal friend and family of mine. Uh, uh, very. I have no other words for it. Uh Jade, if you will. Hi, I'm Jade the Firefox. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, literally anything that has anything to associate with uh, Yarshien. Um, I'm a free floater, and I'm, this is going to be my first D&D campaign. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, our uh, last but not least, uh, one of my best friends, and also returning from our last campaign to join this one, is none other than Dai Tamadachi. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yo, this is Dai Tamadachi, Twitter handle Dai Tamadachi6. Um, six, um, this, this is a 
second D&D campaign with Yarl, and I think this is the third D&D campaign I've ever done. So, glad to be here. Yeah. Alright, um, so before we jump into tonight, um, there's going to be a, a few quick notes to what's happening. Uh, as you may notice, the set's going to be a little weird right now, mainly because uh, I have a sprained ankle. Uh, unfortunately, ALA was not kind to me. So I am going to uh, pretty much be keeping things at a minimum this episode. And then uh, once we come back, hopefully things will be significantly better. So, uh, also on top of that, if you uh, if you have not heard uh, of anything going on right now, keep in mind the VOD for these episodes will be uploaded on Wednesdays on the D6 D&D Live Show uh, YouTube channel. And then on Saturday, uh, right before the new episode, uh, there will be a podcast version of this, meaning that it will be an audio-only version of this uh, series over on Spotify. I am currently working with uh, uh, Anchor, uh, which is the which is the online website which allows me to do a lot of the audio podcast stuff. So if you guys are interested in all that, please, by all means, uh, just keep an eye out for everything that will be coming relatively soon. So, that being said, let's go ahead and start jumping into the first episode of D6. Alright. So, welcome to Erdseheim. The realm of the mortals. Upon this vast plane of existence, you can see many a countries as the eyes of the world begin to lower into one particular one to the south of Alanon, known as Volenstan. A massive country with high mountains, low valleys, as well as various dangers that lurk well within them. The capital of Volenstan, simply known as Kilixmire, is a republic state, as it is led by the Valfor Congress, heralded by the Arhir, known as, uh, or the head minister Arhir, uh, known as Arhir Vesta Kalavid. As the city realms down below, many shops and many places before it starts entering its main valley and leading closer and closer towards the first of its ridges. A little to the west you will know that there is a underpass gate which leads to the Underdark, many threats down below. However, there are several communities led by Ilias Trei, a former goddess now renewed after uh, the drow community have begun to be rebuilt by her and further down south in more of its ridges you will notice the uh, the various port towns uh, as well as the cities high above in the mountains in the deep south there are the two cities known as the Quartermain Port 
and the Cliffs of Thalia, currently at odds with the greater Valenstan country. However, our story begins in a very particular place. In the center of where one of the most darkest points of histories for Valenstan had ever been, known as the Penance Dunes. Here within the dunes, after being scarred by a dark ritual in order to bring back the demon lord of undead, Orcus. It having failed, but still, its eminence and its presence and its force still exist, having scarred the land and turned it into a great desert. In the interest of the country, they have turned this desert into a prison, a panopithecon, where there are still many dangers that lie below its dunes. This is where our adventure begins. Each one of you, having understood that you are here for an unpleasant reason, each and every one of you can hear the dark hum of almost this magical machine, the slight thinness of air. You definitely know you're on an airship. After a few moments, you begin to feel almost as if the entire structure around you shake and come to a quick land. All of you hearing the several footfalls from above the deck you can hear and as they begin to enter what is the lower brig on this airship you begin to hear the several low whispered voices of the guards as the cell doors begin to open and your chains being pulled you're still blindfolded with a bag over your heads and shackled by the wrists and waist as each one of you are led up to the top of this airship and led down what seem is this very uh very steep ramp as each one of you are placed you can feel the heat of the air just emanate through all of you and it's just to near unbearability a voice calls out from not too far away. For your crimes against this nation, treason, attempted murder, sedition, and finally, for the sake of my foe, you are all sentenced to the penance dune for 100 years. You will serve your life sentence here until it is complete. Not that I expect any of you to survive. And as such, you guys feel the shackles be released from your arms and waist. And you hear that very loud hum from the outside now. As all of you are left in the dunes, face down, slightly in pain. And as the hum begins to roam further away, you are all left here alone. The first of you to take off 
blindfold. Blue, would you like to introduce your, what your character, what they look like, and what they do? Okay, so I play Citra. She is a tiefling monk, and she is mostly all white with blue detailing and freckles, with bright green and gold eyes and a long tail with teal blue clothing, and she is, yeah, a monk class. Alright. As you begin to adjust your eyes to the bright, blinding sun, it is high noon here and it is very dry you could feel it on your face and your lips and it kind of nearly disturbs you you feel that eminence of fear next to you you see a rather large looking individual connor would you like to introduce your character what they look like and what they do uh, absolutely uh laodon farcloud is a uh, rather tall furbolg uh, who has sort of dark blue, almost black hair uh, that comes down to just below his neck and into mutton chops that frame his face. Uh, he's got sort of light gray skin, teal blue eyes, and is wearing uh, a brown overcoat with a green shirt and black pants. Okay. You having pulled off your bag, you're seeing a citrus kind of adjusting her eyes along with you and begin to notice another individual as they remove their bag. Jade, would you like to introduce your character, what they look like and what they do? Ah yes, this is Dante. He has fiery red hair. He's got freckles on tan skin. He's got a slender build and um, he's wearing nights, uh, night blue um, outfit. And uh, what do they do? What is their uh, class? Uh, their class is um, rogue. Okay. And you as well as you're beginning to adjust and you're seeing as these random strangers along with you beginning to, uh, beginning to adjust as well. And finally, another tall, slender, but slightly differently colored skin individual. Daito, would you like to introduce your character? So, yeah, so this is Bro Grayson. Grayson, he's a half-orc, half-orc samurai fighter. Um, he, <clears throat> half-orc samurai fighter. He has, like, a white dreads, sunglasses. Um, also wears, like, a kind of, like, a small tunic hat and have samurai, samurai robes. The... All right. Okay. All of you staring well at each other at the current scenario of your uh, endeavor. You were left here in the center of the Penance Dunes alone, up to your own devices. What do you guys wish to do? Well, Citra's going to stand and uh, dust the sand off as best she can and look at them.
they're all strangers to each and every one of you. You have no idea who these people <clears throat> are, what they have done to even be here, but you all have a very similar feeling to each other. Citra's just going to look at them and smile best she can while in a bit of pain. Could be worse. Uh, we can be all by ourselves. Um, I'm Citra. Nice to meet you. Hi, I'm Dante. I'm just going to sit here on the floor and stare at all of you. Just playing with the sand a bit. <laughs> I mean, you gotta make the best with what you got. Um, so, uh, uh, wh what are all you guys in for? Well, the official crime is, uh, espionage, but, uh, I didn't do it. Though I suppose I don't need to convince you all of that. Well, here, here's the funny thing is, um, is, uh, um, I, I am in for murder, though I love crime. That's, that's not something that I did, either. You, <laughs> you love crime. Uh, well, I mean, I love crime, but I mean, like, it, not this kind of crime. Unless it calls for it, but this, 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 uh, this didn't call for it. <laughs> Leodon takes a step back. AC. Well. Uh. I suppose since introductions are in order, uh, I'm Leodon. Leodon Farcloud, though most people just call me Leo. Nice to meet you, Leah. And, um, what's your name, uh, guy over here with the green, green skin going on? My name is Bra, and to be honest, the best thing you guys can do is just stay away from me. He gets up and then he starts, he looks to the north, west, and east. And then he walks north. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, to the north, to the north, you notice what is the former capital of Allenstan. Is these blackened uh, and scarred peaks of mountainside that almost, even in its cloudy haze, you can make out what was the former city that made its peak uh, capital. And it does seem almost as if it drowns down to the rest of this area, and it's just... It does not bode healthy intent. Alright, what's to my east? To the east, you see one of the main guard towers. Uh, they almost seem replicated both to the, to the east and west. And they are tall and they're massive structures. They could almost be capitals themselves, but you could obviously see that connected to them are these several different towers that almost roam around the entirety of the Penance Dunes as almost as if they act as watchtowers to those who want to try and escape, but probably with no avail. <sighs> Great, just perfect. Uh, I would... Highly suggest maybe no, we not split up. 
Uh, bra, bra stops and then he turns. Word of advice. Don't get close to me. Sitcher will politely ignore that. Then he, then he, and then he continues walking north. Friend, we're all stuck in this situation together. It seems like none of us have committed the crimes that we're being accused of. <sighs> that's where, that's, that's where I differ from you guys. Unlike you guys, I actually did commit the crime. Crime that's got me into this place. So again, heed my advice. Stay away from me. Then he continues walking. Yeah, that sounds like I can hit. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I have to... <laughs> Wait, all right. Do I have to? What do I need world to see for Broad to know uh, that they're following him? Oh, well, it depends on how far far out you're going. I mean. You could keep looking back if you want. You could definitely tell a small group of individuals are kind of sticking close by. The only people in the area? Bro almost slightly turns his head. He's like, no, no, not again, not again. I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not king. I'm not doing that again. Then he continues looking forward, walking forward. Sure, he has his reasons. But to be fair, this place isn't exactly healthy. I feel like we should still stay close. I mean, I'll stick with you guys if you want. First things first. Are any of us in need of any food? When was the last time we actually ate? Uh, as prisoners, the last time you probably ate was right before you were shipped here to the Penance Dunes. Uh, consider it your last meal before execution. Oh. And, uh, for the sake of argument, it wasn't the best. No, I assume not. <laughs> if you just swipe some more of that stuff we had earlier, I, I think I'll pass. I won't argue if it has anything on you, but... Anything better than eating sand? Well, I don't really have anything on me, but uh, in, in my clan, I'm a hunter, so uh, I'll see if there's anything around here even worth eating. Alright. Uh, Leo, go ahead and make me a survival check. Oh boy. Yay, first, first roll. First roll of the campaign. What, let me know what you roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see where it Survival goes. Survival check. Uh, it's a 19, I think. 19. It's not impossible to find some kind of sustenance throughout this, uh, this barren wasteland. The the problem is is that you're gonna come across it ever so rarely, and even in trying to forage and trying to see what you could possibly get out of these dunes, you could probably find a couple of cactuses that might be able to provide you with some amount of uh, food for some time being, 
but it's not going to last you long. Ah. There's a reason why people don't leave here. People often die either from hunger, uh, dehydration, or from whatever threats that loom within the uh, Penance Dunes that they don't relatively get to serve their full sentence by the time they get out. Uh, Leodon will uh, reach into his coat and pull out his brown leather messenger's cap. Uh, he'll smack it against his pant leg a couple of times to get the sand and the dust off of it and affix it to his head. Those that are cactuses. In a pinch, those will do. Usually some fruits will grow at the top of them, but uh, don't see any uh, such luck with these ones. They're full of water, you see. Well, I'll never say no to water. Especially in this place. Uh, yeah, no. Water is, uh... Let's just go with water, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cactus juice. Oh, oh God. <laughs> and uh how far out uh is Bura at this point? I would say he's Hmm. I would say that he's I would say ten meters away from them. Okay. Good to know. Um so. speaking of which speaking of which I like to do a survival check to see if I can find some something to drink. What do I need? I mean, I mean, from the rest of the crew, you guys have found water uh, from one of the cactuses, and yeah, but Bra is away from the group, so he yeah. still he still doesn't he still Actually, still doesn't want. Uh, go ahead. For the sake of the argument, go ahead and make me a perception check. Okay, D twenty. Uh, yeah. All right. No, uh, on on beyond. On beyond. Okay. All right, I, I actually was using a dice dice for once. Uh, D twenty. Yep. Uh, it's just a perception roll. Oh, why am I supposed to? Oops. I'll just I'll just add it. I'll just add it to my. I'll just yeah. add my perception to it. Uh, eight. Eight. <sighs> From. Being a little bit further away from the party and kind of scouting out the entirety of the area, you're just getting nothing but the blinding whites of the entirety of the dunes. And so far, you'll see some dead tree branches as well as various other little things that have poked out of the dunes itself. But as far as you can tell, like from what they found is the closest thing that you know is there. Great. Just perfect. Uh, would you like water? I'm not trying to shout because I have neighbors. Cactus juice. Yeah. Brawl just, Bra just looks at them for a few seconds, and then he continues moving forward. He did admit to his crime. I'm not sure what it is, but...
Let me see if I can do what something. I mean, since we already uh, got the water situation under control, maybe maybe we can find some food. I, I bring uh, my hands to my face as if to call. Virgil! Uh, Virgil! <laughs> A few moments pass and staring at what has been about an hour out here already. Out from the sun towards that area, you begin to see a slight bluish shade begin to descend from the sky as this large hawk appears and as it swoops in and then beats its wings rapidly as it settles on Dante's arm. And as it looks towards you, Dante. Hey, buddy. I know it's been like 24 hours, but I'm gonna need your help here. Um, can you look out to see if there's anything alive that you can snatch? And following your command, I'm going to uh, have it make a couple of rolls in order to see whatever it can find. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, can you bring me up, uh, Virgil's stat block? It should be in... Extras? Uh, it should be on your sheet. Yeah. Extras? Uh, so, AC is 15, hit point six, speed 60 feet flying, and that's it. Okay. Uh, what is its wisdom modifier? Wisdom? Yeah. Um... I don't know where to find that. Uh, who's, whose sound is that? That's blue. I hear scratching. Oh. Okay. Yeah, your microphone yeah, is like, a little scratchy. It sounds like a connection issue. Yes. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Like a, like a microphone. Just uh, hop out and then hop back in. Also, also, where do I find the wisdom stat for this? It should be, uh, it should be on their stat block. Like you'll see the strength, dex, con, uh, int, whiz. Uh, uh, it's here. Uh, I I'm just gonna use the hawk stat block, uh, block from the book. Uh, okay. Plus two. Yeah. Yeah, you're still scratching though. Uh, it sounds like as if you're like you're moving your, like it's moving. Yeah, it's it sounds like That's it sounds it like, sounds a, like. A, a problem with a cord. Hmm. All right, uh, all right. So from Virgil's perspective, um, out of out of its roles. It rolled a 21 and a 19. 21. Uh, <laughs> not too long after Virgil is sent out to kind of scope the entirety of uh, the dunes, about an hour later after kind of finding 
an area of rest for you guys to kind of drink from the cactus. Virgil does fly back not too not too long after with what seemingly is something in its talons. <laughs> As it finally lands, you see what is uh, pretty much a fucked up bilge rat. This massive rat-like creature uh, that kind of roams the dunes every so rarely. Um, I wouldn't say it's high in uh, high in uh, <laughs> protein, but it'll make for a quick meal if you share. And it needs to be cooked, which it's gonna be hard to start a fire out here. Hmm. But uh, Virgil does look proud of itself for what it's it's caught for you. Good job, buds. Quite the useful <laughs> creature. Maybe I should send and, him out uh, for sticks next? Uh you can definitely uh you can definitely ask. Hey Virgil, I need to send you out again. Can you grab as many dead sticks as you can fit in your talons? So, this one being a little bit more of a longer task, uh, you guys do have a little bit of downtime in order to kind of figure out what you're doing. Um, in this semblance, as all of you manage to kind of hydrate to the best of your ability, by the way, this cactus water is not tasteless, but definitely a, uh, an acquired taste. I'm sensing a very interesting nod to something we know. That's. <laughs> would you say it's the quenchiest? The quenchiest. We're all picturing it right now. <laughs> We're all picturing it right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to break as a DM in first session. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh. It's going to take a little while before uh, for any and all pass, but don't worry about moving away. Virgil will always find you, as he does. Um, Sutra's still going to follow behind them purely out of, oh, this yeah. guy's walking off alone in a really not-so-nice-looking desert. Which, yeah, that's fair. Uh, to which, uh, uh, Bura, go ahead and make me another perception check. Alright. See. This time I'm actually going to use. Ah, DD Beyond so slow. It always is. And trust me, it always is. Give me like. 19. Oh, 23. 23. Okay. Mm. You. Being ahead of the party, you notice something not too far out in one of the. Uh, in one of the headings of the dunes. This humanoid standing creature, as it is currently just moving along what seemingly is this tall stick and something being dragged behind it as it's moving forward. 
Bros grins and starts walking towards it. Okay. In a matter of a few minutes, as you begin to all collectively still following Bora and him now seeing this figure, the figure noticing you approach as it turns, it is covered head to toe in robes, just black, grayish, dirty, you know, beaten by the sand, covered face. What are these deeply covered eyes, but you could definitely see they almost have a glow to them. Yeah. Great waste of time. He he walks yeah. past if he walked past the thing. So brought to the dunes for the sake of your sins, have we? How far behind are we now? Uh, given that you've maintained a ten meter distance, it's not too far. <clears throat> yeah, you're a, okay. you're about a full movement away from Bura. Okay. That's pretty much it's like a good thirty feet. So, as he wants to cross this individual, turns to him and then stops to all of you. Quite Wait. interesting for all of you to be brought here by the weight of your sins. Shh. Listen, my sins are my own. And then he starts, and then he does like a small little flick with his samurai sword, like slightly. You don't have your sword. You don't have any weapons. You okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Let me. All right. Let me do that. <laughs> stick, all right. He tries to try to do the samurai thing, but he forget. He forgets that his his sword is missing. Like. <sighs> Just stay on my way. Why don't you stick around to find out a little bit more from an old soul who has wandered here for so long? I would like to talk and to them. You see the head. Yeah, you see as the head turns to the rest of the party. You can talk oh. to them. You can talk to them, but don't talk to me. I'm tired, inter I'm tired of interacting with people right now. Citra is going to step behind Ludon a bit. That's the creepiest thing she's seen so far. Yeah. Dante takes oh. a step forward, raises his hand. So what's your crime? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I bear no crimes here. I am simply the traveler, the protector of the dunes, if you will. Protector of the dunes. Brought to me by. Mm. Pray tell, what are you protecting it from? Sin. Much like all of you who come with it. Can we roll insight? Sure. Okay, here comes Buggy D and D Beyond. <laughs> natural twenty. Natural twenty. The natural twenty. Hey. Mm -hmm. hey, first twenty of the game. Yep. Here's what you're going to know, and nobody else is going to notice this. Mm. As far as you are aware, whatever this entity is, it doesn't seem like he's lying. 
but the closer you look at his stance, the way he propagates himself, you also notice that the hands are ungloved and they look blackened, almost cancerous. And as they wrap around the staff, you can see as, as if they are gaunt to the bone. Broad cautiously approaches him. But still decides to keep his distance. Still gets close enough to the guy, but still keeps his distance from the group. Okay. All of you have been brought here by sin. And I am merely its eater. And I could smell it upon each and every one of you, your sin of wrath looking at you, Muro. And then to you, Sitra. Your sin of sloth towards you, Leo. And then towards you, Dante. Hmm. Avarice. All of you have desired something that you cannot have, and all of you wish to prevent yourselves from falling deeper into the dark pits of whatever it is that lurks beneath your souls. But, in knowing your sins, perhaps I can consume them for you. An option to grant one favor for another. Brawl just points at him, and he get and he slowly and he gets into a stance. Dante turns to Citra and Leo. Uh, so what do you guys want to do? Ah, uh, I'm afraid I'm lost here. You, you're, you're going to eat our sins. Once you manage to do what I ask, of course. How do you plan on eating our sins? I am an old being. Are you- Like I said, I am a protector of this dunes. I simply wish for sin to not writhe here any longer than it should. I I'm sorry, are you a native? of uh, the penance students is this like a like a cultural thing i'd love to learn honestly <laughs> no i am not as foolish as trying to portray those of the gods i am merely a traveler of the dunes protector guardian one thing is clear that you seem to know what you're doing and clearly have been here for longer than us, so if you've any suggestions I'd be willing to hear them granted 
listening to the advice of people I've never met before is what landed me here. So, you'll forgive me if we're a bit, uh, play this close to the chest. You'll understand. Can I roll for persuasion? Uh, not much that you can persuade with this individual as he's interested in the lot of you, hopefully doing what he might be asking for. As he looks towards all of you, he's, you can feel almost as if those somewhat glowing eyes covered by the hood. I am asking for one thing. I need something returned to the dunes. It was taken very long ago by a very distasteful creature. A mortal being who decided to come here with his sin and then take something within its obelisk to the north. Since then, I have not seen this creature, but was keen on showing a great deal of disrespect to mine and my own. I know not its name, but he took what is rightfully mine. And so here's bad. the thing. You want to eat our sins. Sounds like you're asking for our help to do that. I don't... I'm not trying to be negative, but I don't really see us getting out of here. And you see as the figure, almost as if gliding on top of the sand, not a single step. And you can definitely see as the sand is not even displaced by its movement as it grows close towards you and you can see under the hood these deep ringed eyes before reaching a black pupil. <laughs> there is something in that cactus as, juice. <laughs> as it now stares over you, almost as if outstaturing and it just from its own pure height. I simply just need you to find and retrieve whatever this individual had taken from me. Deep within the obelisk, below its dunes, you'll find what it is you might be looking for. The reason why I dare not to traverse there is that there is a mild danger, and I'm only here to eat its sin. Do this for me, and I will consume your sins. Citra's just going to look up at the group and then back at this creature, just going, um, excuse me? Can you, <clears throat> bra, 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 just squint to the guy. Can you offer something besides, besides consuming our sins? Like a way yes. out, perhaps?
I've heard of tales. I've heard of tales of a door that opens beneath its dunes. And... It leads to the outside. And it will lead have, you somewhere. And you I have access. You have access to this door. I guide you to this door already. As I said, it is below its obelisk, below the dunes. Where you want us Whatever to go to retrieve is. this object? Like I said, below the obelisk, below the dunes. You'll find your door, and I will hopefully find whatever it is I need. Where is this? Just, just point to this obelisk. As you see, is whatever it is that this thing was holding behind itself is now letting go. You hear a large thud on the sand and what seemingly is the sound of ringing metals and various other objects within its bag and it raises its long bony hand it points towards what is a slight northwest area uh, to the dunes okay you will Fine. see it before sundown should you walk quickly all right, well, what Should are you... you cross whatever threats it is that guide this beast? I recommend running. I don't run. I do. I do. You will. As the creature begins to step away from you, Citra, picking up the large bag. Then we are at an accord. At least someone understands the situation. As you see the large stick tap upon the sand, you see as it begins to raise winds and almost like a slight tornado of air begins to wrap around this creature and it dissipates before your eyes as you're trying to adjust away from the sand being blasted into your face. The creature is nowhere to be found. That's unsettling. Mm. Well, looks like you're stuck with us, bro. <coughs> Citra is just blindly smiling at him. Just a mm. face of optimism in the worst possible situation. Alright, so we start running northwest, yeah? That's what he said. Alright. Well, first... At this point in time, by the way, uh, Virgil finally reappears towards you, Dante, with what seemingly is this small bundle of sticks. Aw. Yay! <laughs> Alright. So, um... Thanks, Virgil. So, um... Does anybody know how to start a fire? I could probably get one going. Okay. <laughs> Here's the sticks. Alright. Uh, 
It's a long shot, but are there any sprigs of mistletoe in here? No, they're just ah, these long, dry, blackened sticks. Figured as much, but never hurts to ask. Uh, well, are we wanting to bed down and make a fire now, or should we wait until evening? I think that maybe we should wait until it gets cold. Deserts can... Uh, yeah, um, you can freeze to death in the desert what? if you're not careful. Uh, uh, I didn't think about that. Um, question. Question. Slide hand can, can be the skill to use fire. Can you use to light fires? Uh, slide of hand cannot. It's more of a survival thing. All right. Um, yep. all right. I like to do a survival check to start fire. Well, with the bundle of sticks you do have, uh, Leodon has them. Hello. Mm. We don't fight. Give me those sticks. Okay, it bro approaches, approaches, approaches them and tries to help it start a fire. Well, you guys haven't decided on whether or not you're going to do it now or later. Yeah. It, because it's not nighttime. Yeah, yet. it's not nighttime, so starting a fire at this point probably would not benefit us all that much. Starting it later in the evening would, would do us more good. Mm-hmm. We should... Probably head that way so we can get there before the sunset, as the creature said. Then we can light the fire. Ah. Okay. Um. Also, what's in the bag? That's a good question. Uh, let me, if you don't mind. Uh, and I will, uh, uh, I'll look over to Dante and and grin slightly. You're not the only one with a few avian friends. And he'll go... <whistles> and uh, a hummingbird will descend uh, and sort of hop over to the bag. Uh, and this is my mage hand. Aw, it's a <laughs> Um, the, the bag did go with the entity. I'm, oh. I'm sorry to have not explained okay. that earlier. Oh, I heard you drop yeah. him, drop yeah. it, but not pick he, it back up. He dropped it. He dropped it, pointed, and then before he left, he picked it back up, and then he disappeared. Yeah. Ah. yeah. All right. Well, that is your problem. Yeah. All right. So this is where we do. It's not uh, that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So this is what we can do. Um, I'm gonna carry the sticks. If, if you don't mind. Um, you still have the rat, Leo. Um, how's everyone's strength doing right now? After uh, that cactus juice, I feel a little funny, but I think uh, I'm ready for uh, whatever this is. Okay. Sutra, how you feeling? I'm pretty good, to say the least. Maybe a little tired, but we're in a desert. Don't mind me, I'm, I'll be fine. Alright, so, is everybody in agreement that we need to start running towards northwest? Yes! Okay. Citra's like, right. I'm good at running. Running is good. <laughs> Alright, Dante takes off first running. Alright, all of you start uh, putting some momentum towards the area in which this uh, entity had guided uh, had given you a guidance to. 
It does take several hours and a lot of leg work in order to get through the dunes itself as the sands begin to kind of drag you down and it is considered pretty rough terrain around here for those who are not used to this area. In the matter of a few hours, you begin to notice as the sun beginning to slightly set towards the south now. And not too far off, all of you begin to notice what is this verily, verily almost still somewhat uh, constructed obelisk. Uh, you can see many of its parts are missing. There's a large flat area around it. However, as all of you begin to approach, I need... Uh, who's leading the pack right now? I'd say Dante followed by Citra. Okay. Eh, probably. Got an 11. Okay. Citra would probably actually be the fastest in terms of movement speed, but Dante <laughs> did take the lead on this. Yeah. I am curious, how, like, what's your, what's your athletics? Well, it'll be depending on your movement speed. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, so 30 feet. Yeah, so I can move 30 feet. All right, so you two are just kind of running like the wind. We're having a grand uh, time. With, <laughs> with your friends uh, surely behind. So, Citra and Dante, I need you both to make me dexterity saving throws. Oh, oh boy. Ah, uh, crap. Uh, all right, so uh, which, which dice do I roll for that so uh, on your uh on your character sheet you'll see saving throws and then you'll see decks and that's the one you'll click uh, uh, yeah uh, it's it's the it's the box right below your stats at the very top uh-huh oh, saving yeah okay, just so yeah just click the one that says decks okay uh <laughs> sorry forgive me for an idiot being an idiot how do i know you're not an idiot you're a newbie yeah you're fine <laughs> it's your first game yeah it's uh, time. click the plus next the plus number next to your deck. Yeah. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, okay. you did it. Nice. Hey. All right. Yeah, I got an eleven. <laughs> I got a twenty-two. Okay. Twenty-two. Sorry. I mean, so I'm sorry. What what's the dice we're supposed to roll? Oh no, I'm it's just Citra and Dante because they're leading the pack. Okay. <clears throat> so, Dante is. You have gotten used to, in the past couple of hours of uh, walking through uh, these sand dunes, you feel as if there is a slight give in one area. And Citra, as you are... As Dante stopping, you run not too many feet ahead before you feel give. As this area begins to slightly concave itself downwards. Oh, fiddlesticks, here we go. You two, uh, uh, Bura and as well as Leo, begin to notice there's a shift in the sands, almost as quick as the wind. Excuse me. Well, that's interesting. As 
the sand begins to shift and Citra, you begin to lower into this concave area. Dante, you backing away just a couple of feet. You begin to see it beginning to spin and swirl. Oh. Out of the sand, you hear and from the center, as you, Citra, are going towards it, this large insectoid-like creature with this massive carapace as it begins to reach back and what seemingly is this large and uh, sand-colored stinger as these massive claws begin to stick out as they begin to closer towards you, Citra. I'm gonna need y'all to start rolling me some initiative. <laughs> oh, come on. I saw that slide in on the 20. That's gonna be a three. Is it in saving throws? Uh, seven? No, it's uh, no initiative. Right, but you see right beneath your proficiency bonus that's uh, next to your walking speed, and next to the shield is initiative. Ah, okay, okay. Almost dead center top. Yeah. Look at Dante just living the dream right now. Man, must be nice. Right. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, so I'll go across the table as I usually do in these. So, uh, so Citra. Uh, what's Citra? Uh, what's your initiative? Eleven. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I already got Leo. Uh, Dante, what's your initiative? Uh, twenty-four. Okay. And Bura. Fourteen. So I do apologize. I don't have a. I don't have my tabletop setting just yet. Not that I could. My ankle's hurting. So uh, doing theater of mine today. Imagination. All right. So at the st- at the start of this initiative, as you Dante begin to see Citra getting lowered into the sand pit, uh, what do you do? Um, I try to pull Citra out of the sand pit. Okay, I need you to make me an acrobatics or athletics check. Acrobatics. Uh, whichever's better for you. Okay, acrobatics. Uh, acrobatics would be better. All right, I got a 15. 15. Okay. So as you try and get some footing away from uh, the deeper side of the pit, you manage to stick your foot into the sand as you reach out and stretch towards Citra, and you manage to just barely grab the wrist as she's being pulled off to the side, and you can feel the force of the sand twist as you are trying to hold on for dear life, but you have her right now, and that is going to be your action for right now. Okay. All right. So, uh, next up is the doom pillar. As this creature begins to notice that its next meal sitting in front of it begins to 
And it, you can see the small little legs right behind its massive claws, and it's going to take a swipe at you, Citra. gonna be a 13 to hit 14 armor class does not hit all right so the first claw just barely misses your ankle second claw uh is gonna be a 13 again as it once again just trying to grab onto whatever it is uh, as per its meal and it lurks back down into the into its little pit the panic is building in Citra. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and that's gonna be it for the Doom Pitter. Bura, you're up. Okay, so he does not have his sword, uh, and he is facing against a huge ass monster. Yep. Mm. You see, your two friends are uh, two random strangers that you've met in this prison <laughs> standing in front of you trying to pull one out of the other pit. It's just like just enough ground in order to keep them at uh, to keep them up towards the towards the top of the pit. Good grief. Um, Broad decides to help out. Alright. Gonna spend your moment getting there and then as you are now right up against uh, Dante, you know, just holding on with a foot. Go ahead and make me an athletics or an acrobatics check. See which one uh, which one is better for you. Uh, let's see. Still about the same. I'll just do athletics. Okay. What you get? Uh, 16. 16? As you are now grabbing onto Dante, uh, like, the leg and the back of the collar as you begin to kind of pull along. Citra, you are now being pulled away from this creature as it begins to look slightly disappointed at not being able to catch its prey. Uh, doesn't take too long before all of you begin to kind of be pulled back into the top of this area and uh that's going to be it for bura for the time being citra it is now your turn uh so, so assuming i'm assuming she's still being at this point you guys are uh, you are out of the pit but you are prompt got it so she's gonna stand up um does this thing look like it's guarding something specifically make an insight check it's backing off for whatever reason. Insight? Yeah. 14? It obviously wants to drag you somewhere. Uh, it doesn't look like it's hungry. It just looks like it wants to prepare its next meal. And whatever it would have done to drag you down below the dunes, it probably would have. But you're not exactly sure if it's protecting anything. Cool. So she's not sure how this thing is going to go, but for the time being, as a uh, Dante still has their hand on them, right? Uh, 
I'd imagine that uh, Dante would have let go once you managed to make it back up. Okay, well, Citra is going to hold up her hand onto his shoulder and cast Shield of Faith on them. Okay. What does that do? You now have a plus two to your AC. And now she's going to say, I think we should back up a little bit because I don't think it's going to take too much to be dragged back in there. So she's going to start stepping back. Uh, she doesn't have any weapons either, and she'd rather not go into what she was just pulled out of. Alright. So, uh, gonna consider that being your 15 feet of movement away from the pit? Yeah. Uh, alright. So, Leodon, it is now your turn. Uh, seeing as how, uh, so, so everybody is out of the pit now, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is there just, I know we're in a desert, so there are a lot of little ones, but I want to try and find a rock, like a, like a fist-sized rock that I can just pick up and have to use as a weapon. <laughs> uh, make a quick perception check. Oh boy, here I go. Uh, not bad, actually. Unless I roll like that. Uh, 16? 16. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple of, uh, you know, sizable rocks here and there. Um, probably one as big as, uh, big as Citra's head, as, uh, you managed to just pick it up. <laughs> it's just like, it's in your hand! I'm, I'm just gonna have it at the ready in case that weird bug thing decides to crawl out of that pit and come towards us. But I'll just have it. Okay. Alright, so that will be, uh, so you're holding to throw for an attack. Yes. Alright. Uh, Dante, that means you are up. What are you doing? Um. Hmm. I'm gonna send Virgil a peck at it. Okay. <laughs> uh. I know hawks do have their, do have some attack stuff. Still hearing that sound. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Save. Plus five to hit. Five feet. Okay. So, go ahead and roll me. Uh, roll me a d20 real quick. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. Okay. So it does have a it does have a plus five to hit, so it is an unnatural twenty. As Virgil comes flying down and just tries to peck at one of its uh, one of its eyes uh, right into its face. It does right at it. Not enough damage to be considered a a lot, but it does a, a point of damage as oh. Uh, that's what it does. <laughs> and, uh, and it just manages to flap away just this quickly. Alright. And that will be Dante's turn, yes? Hello? Yep. Oh, okay. Wanted to be sure. Alright. Next up is the Doom Pitter. 
as noticing that there are multiple little creatures now standing around its little perimeter. It's going to sink back into the sand. And you begin to see as the pit begins to slightly open and burrow deep into the sands. Not too long after, it seemingly disappears. It don't come back! <laughs> it what? And don't come back! <laughs> you, you guys do notice that there is still the obelisk before all of you. But, uh, this is a probable warning that this is its hunting ground. I think... I'm gonna hang on to this rock. <laughs> it's my one sole possession in the world now. <laughs> Older than the clothes on my back. Bro starts walking towards Opolis. Uh, we should probably follow him. Just underhand waddling with this boulder. <laughs> Alright. As you begin to try and uh, approach closer, tr understanding to be a little bit more careful now. Go ahead and make me, and Buddha, since you're leading the pack on this, go ahead and make me a an insight check. Okay. Wonder how deep it goes. Thirteen. Thirteen? Mm -hmm. As... As you begin to kind of just inspect the sands towards this obelisk and its, uh, its main platform, you can see the slight pocked areas which where the sand would give to whatever this thing is attempting to do in trying to hunt, you manage to kind of get a good glean off of what it's trying to do. In helping keeping the party well led, it doesn't take you too long before you finally manage to hit the platform of the obelisk as it stands tall well within these dunes. You notice as the sun finally beginning to set that long shadow that strikes it manages just to go on for several hundred feet. At the obelisk, you can see there are several different uh, scribings, runic uh, designs along it. And this being probably what happened a somewhat sanctuary for some individuals while also noticing there are leftover bodies and bones around uh, for those who had lost their lives to whatever this hunting creature might be. It's probably not a good idea to be here for too long. Now this is something. 
I think that was the point of Don't putting us out here. Dante looking down at the bones. I wonder what their crime yep. was. Whatever the people put them here wanted, I suppose. How many innocent do you think? Like us. Innocent? <laughs> I just look at Dante. <laughs> A a crime lover. <laughs> Though to answer your question, more than I could count, probably. Right. You're, you're exactly where you were told to be, and uh, it's uh, around here in the obelisk, you're just kind of looking at it, kind of inspecting and whatever uh, leftovers had happened here. Are these... Um, the obelisk... Sorry. Hmm? Are these runic inscriptions in any sort of language? They are, depending on uh, what language you can speak. It is a form of giant... Yep, I can do that. Okay. It does read uh, as such. To wait for its guardian, you must seek the sands before the obelisk. To, to wait for its guardian, you must seek the sands before the obelisk. Mm-hmm. Wait, so does that mean that little pincy thing down there was its guardian? <laughs> if I had to hazard a guess... Someone that we've met referred to themselves as a protector. Could they have been talking about that robed individual? I wonder. This is giant runes. Yup. It's in its most you see these giant pocked areas that the sand would give in several different ways. Um, you're relatively sure there might be something within this scripture that 
does define the sand before the obelisk, as the obelisk is merely a waypoint. What about the shadow that was casted? As uh, as noted, it does seemingly stretch for about a couple hundred feet before uh, diving off. And you were told to be here before sundown, so... That means the sun's still up. I'm guessing that shadow has something to do with it, no? I'm gonna... So, so is there a place that is that is uh, where the sun is catching the obelisk and is splaying a shadow out before us? It it splays out to one of the many pocked areas, but one of those areas seemingly goes a little bit deeper based off of perception. If you want to get a better perception, you could roll for it. I will do that. Pretty good. 22. Okay. So as... As the shadow goes further out to seek the sands further out, there is one almost deepening pit. It almost goes on just permanently. As you begin to look a little bit closer, it doesn't seemingly stop in its movement of sand. It just constantly goes down. Okay. Sorry. I was using the bathroom. Okay. Uh, you're fine. Hmm? There's, uh... What appears to be like a whirlpool of sand that just keeps flowing down. Maybe throw the rock into it? Yeah, if sand is still flowing, I don't know how deep it'll go. I hope I hear a thought, uh, and I will roll the rock down the the slope. It, it's about a hundred feet out. You would have to physically get there. I would like to. I would like to walk over. <laughs> if. Well, if we're going out and risking it, All then... All right. I mean, you see how much death is just around the obelisk. I can't imagine there's much else outside <laughs> of the obelisk. <laughs> All right. So as you guys managing to kind of step down from its platform, you hear... Got more company. Seeing the creature out there, Citra's going to cast Thaumaturgy to create vibrations in the sand to hopefully distract it. Uh, what's the what's the distance for? Thirty feet. Thirty feet. I mean, it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to try. Okay, then she will cast it 30 feet in the opposite direction, 
look up to the group and just says, time to run! And she starts booking it towards the whirlpooling's end. Alright. Okay. So as you hold out your hand and you try and project the sound as if like stomping on sand 30 feet away from the opposite side of where you guys are. You see the shift in sand move towards that sound as you guys begin to book it. As you guys are about halfway there, you are dashing madly. This thing it's full scorpion-like figure now above the dunes now trying to figure out where this sound came from away from you guys just crawling and stamping and as it turns towards all of you it notices that it's been duped <laughs> and you can see as it begins to start rushing through the sand trying to catch up to you guys using its full movement uh, because you guys are well out of way, it is now somewhere about 30 feet out from you guys. It is, it is still your guys' full run as you start booking closer and closer towards whatever this pit is. As you guys finally make it, what do you do? He just jumps into the sand pit. Ugh. Better to die down there than be eaten. Six or what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, she has a negative intelligence. What else can I say? Man... Am I the only one that has a positive intelligence in this group? <laughs> Citra. She's got the right idea. Citra. Dante jumps in right after her. <laughs> as, as you two jump towards this pit and you both hit sand, it gives way almost immediately as if poof, you guys go poof, right below the dunes. <laughs> Leo and Vura, what are you guys doing? Mm. This thing's getting close, and it's getting close fast. Mm. What's near me? It's sand. <laughs> and Leo. And, and to... <laughs> are you gonna toss Leo? Borrow takes, Borrow takes Leo into the pit, and then jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> what should we do? Uh, ah! <laughs> so you both fall in as if you're not only hitting sand, but almost like a thin layer of sand as you go. <sighs> everything goes dark for a moment as your entire sound is muffled by sand is almost as if you guys are slightly swimming and moving around it. You all hit solid ground. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> as suddenly, as the sand begins to slightly pour in, as all four of you begin to somehow make it below the dunes. And confusingly, not exactly sure where you are. <laughs> It's dark down here. It is. <laughs> yeah. Why did you All take right, me? 
<laughs> that was very dangerous. <laughs> was alive. Sound off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked the wind out of me. Yeah. I can't see nothing. Citra casts lights upon her bracelet. I can see now. <laughs> All right. As where's my boulder? It's it's still in hand. It pretty much dragged you down. <laughs> uh, as you project a light, you see that there is a tunnel that expands out for quite a bit of ways as all of you are left below the dunes. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break. Woo! Yeah! Hey. I did it on time! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna take a quick break, give us about 10 minutes, uh, and then we will be right back uh, uh, to play some more and figure out where the rest of this goes. Whew. All right, so uh, that being said, see you guys in 10 minutes. Welcome to the break for the episode. We will not make you wait long, I promise. Consider the next minute a good time to check out and do some necessities that you may do and or gather in this time. Grab a few snacks, water, or preferred beverages. Maybe take the time to enjoy a breath of air, or this would be a perfect place to pause the episode before returning at a later date. This audio break will end soon, and we hope you are enjoying the episode so far. Hello, welcome everybody. We are back from our break from uh, from from break. Uh, so that being said, we're gonna go ahead, just jump right back into all of it, and then we'll go up from there. All right. So as you guys having uh, avoided what is a large doom pitter uh, trying to capture you. And following the instructions of a mysterious stranger asking for a favor, you guys jump into a sand pit, which, after giving way, leads to this dark underground tunnel deep below the dunes. Citra, as you light up this tunnel, you begin to finally see along its walls seemingly a lot of leftover bones, bodies, and various other disturbing images as you feel like whatever brings something down here often leaves it to die. Oh, wonderful decorations. <coughs> She's still coughing out sand and kind of like shaking off the rest. You know, can you imagine like a dog shaking itself off all the way down to the tail? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sand. It gets everywhere. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the glitter of the real world. Hmm. So, all of you down here now, what do you, uh, I mean, there's no other place to go but forward, should you so desire. Well, at least we're not being chased for now. Should we, should we cook our food? Well, maybe um, away from the falling sand. Right, also, don't think... Uh, cooking up a meal in the uh, den of something that's eaten this many things is really a wise idea. Maybe let's get somewhere closed off if we can. Yeah. Smart, 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 smart. So I guess with Citra being the source of light, she's going to lead the group for the time being. Not that they're going to go far from each other in this hellhole. Okay. So, as you all begin to push forward, you do manage to find there are several different uh, different kinds of bodies and individuals that have once uh, tried to make their way here. It doesn't take too long before you reach a small opening. Uh, it takes you about 20-30 minutes. As you do, Citra, as you enter this dark cavern, this den, you see what are bones and various objects into the walls and on the floor, and in its center, you see what looks like to be some kind of strange resting structure that concaves itself out and what looks like to be shedded carapace laid all around it. Further towards the back, you notice two things. What looks like to be a body resting up against a very flat slated metallic object and that is what you can what you can immediately see uh I mean couldn't be much worse than the creature but she will very obviously approach it alright as if they follow, they follow. I'm following. Don't want to be left in the dark. I'm following again. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Embora? Well, he has dark vision, so he should he should be able to see in the... He should still be able to see in the dark, but he just moves forward anyway. Alright. So all of you begin to collectively start moving forward. You approach what is this body and as you get close you can suddenly hear the slight shift of sands and then she stays very still as the body 
moves. <laughs> and you can hear a strange voice coming from it. Found yourselves below the dunes, have we? Oh, it's the guy, um, apparently? As you look at the body, it is not the same creature as before. Below its helm, you can see the same eyes as you saw before, Sitra. But almost as if this thing is being puppeteered. I am giving you all the opportunity to find your way out into the world. So that way you can have your sins consumed by me. What you will find for me is a core of Arcanum. Return. Does Citra know what that is? A make... Make an Arcana check. Yeah, I don't. That's an eight. I have a negative to Arcana. You've heard about these things. Uh, they're not too uncommon to, to know about. Uh, the core of Arcanum are pretty much these in hardened magical objects that are fueled with magic to the point that they become fuel as magic. And they ever so rarely manage to be found. It, more often than not, they're created by uh, Durgar from the Underdark, or they have been used by some very interesting magical objects one of which is used to fuel the uh, the Oberon and Tatiana Express that run around the outer perimeter, uh, perimeter of the country of Wallenstein. Okay. So you find this core of Arcanum, you will return it to me. Return it to me as promised, and I will consume your sins. What happens when you consume or... our sins? It will be a lovely experience, I promise. That still doesn't answer the question, but okay. Let's either do as I say or die. Deep within the dunes below. As you hear the sands begin to shift more. So you're Should I open the door or not? Are you threatening us, Sin Eater? No. I'm giving you the option to live. Let's either die to this creature or get out. I know not where this door will take you. Rod just walks through the door. <laughs> Alright. As the body slumps over, you can hear almost like a giant metal latch begins to... <laughs> As the door fully opens, you can only see black in a void. 
as almost as if you're not exactly sure where it will take you. Wait. Alright, uh, Bra lowers his sunglasses for a little bit. A little bit. To see the bullshit in front of him. Hmm. Then he raises glasses off, shakes his head, and then just keep moving forward. Alright. As Bura takes the step forward, as he passes through the veil, you hear this, the shift of sand one more time before you see the two large claws begin to protrude out from the ceiling. Yes, he just doesn't need to do. She just runs. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so we're all going to the big scary door. Got it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm coming through. I'm coming through. I'm coming through. I step steppy. All right. <laughs> I, I set down my truest companion, the boulder, and uh, I will continue <laughs> to uh, uh, make my way after these uh, fellows I find myself with. Okay. As... You step through. Leodon, you hear the words. Don't think yourself too far from your sins. As you hear the large creak and the stomping sounds of this large creature slowly coming up from behind, the door slams shut. And all of you are pulled through, almost like being dragged from your heart through this portal. As such, in a few moments, you begin to feel something different beneath your feet. As almost as if you're coming from a full breakneck pace to a slow glide before your feet manage to finally start hitting something solid. And you guys go from running to walking slowly. Damn. Vroom vroom. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's what's coming through the portal. <laughs> you are suddenly in another room. This one furnished. In the center, you see one elven looking individual. Very feminine features, large pointed ears. What seemingly is this uniformed like robe and a crest of some country or some organization. Along this furnished room, there are multiple different doors with a single desk in the center. You can see the somewhat platinum blue colors as they begin to fold and then the, uh, the radiant reds in another area and these emerald greens, they seemingly all go to separate areas uh, within whatever this established place is. But this door that you have passed through simply just fades. Almost as if rusting and then collapsing. And it's just this blank canvas of stone-like walls like this. 
want to talk to the elven lady in the center of the room. <laughs> so I start stepping forward. Alright. As you approach, see the eyes finally begin to look up and see the four of all of you. And noticing you, Dante, first. <sighs> Alright, I suppose. Um, here, sorry, my elvish might be a little rusty, but, um, quote-unquote in elvish, um, where are we? The information will be pertinent depending on the situation that will be played out from this point on. As you see, almost as if, like, folding over a large folder... Dante. <gasps> Member of the Silver Smiled Guild. Known thief and apparently charged with sedition recently. First off, freaky. How'd you know all that? Um. Second. Hmm. So what? Um. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what to do. And begins to try and beckon everybody else forward. There'll be something to ask for, but first I'm going to have to make everyone very familiar with each other quickly. And pointing towards you, Citra. Citra! Born in Excelsium, recently came to Vonstan on a pilgrimage. Recently charged with attempted murder of a High Lord. Oh, but I really didn't, though. It was self-defense. Mm-hmm. Leodon. Folding over the other folder. <sighs> Volenstan native. Member of the Farcloud clan. Protectors of the Rythros Swamps. Recently charged with treason. He just sort of uh, has his arms at his side and uh, looks from side to side. A crime I didn't commit. be an ongoing theme here. And then lastly, pulling up a slightly smaller, fo smaller folder. <sighs> Bura. Formerly a member of the House of uh, Rokoko, in the House of Yimnan, within the Yimnan country. You here on business or for pleasure? 
he just he just he just um makes an annoying sound makes an annoyed sound but doesn't respond. You were recently caught trying to cross a border without paying the fee. That was your crime? Really? That was your crime. Fuck, you killed someone! Brawl just gives him a defied glare. <laughs> you know Any which nothing. way? You, you know nothing about me. You are correct. Any which way? I have a proposition for all of you that will hopefully give more enlightenment to your current endeavors, but unfortunately, I'm going to equally need something from all of you. Of course, you're more than welcome to decline. I could send you back out to the Penance Dunes should you so desire. I mean, you really don't have much of a choice. I've got like a few sticks here. And a rat. And a rat. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I don't At pull least it you're out. Intuitive. <laughs> this. Sorry. I am simply asking all of you to talk to a very specific individual who has information that I so desire for the sake of the protection of many people and their lives. However, this individual is a well known criminal. Given all of your backgrounds and given your tenacity to have made it here so far, his request to ask these random selected individuals to come through that door would be the ones he would only talk to about this information. In serving this purpose, should you manage to get any answers out of him, I will provide you with whatever it is you need in order to survive the dunes for a prolonged amount of time. You mean like our weapons? I can provide you weapons, yes. That's good and that's good <clears throat> that's good enough for me. So we're gonna go back out to the dunes, is what you're saying. No, we have the individual captured already. He just won't talk. What's their name? He is simply known as Alois Azure, a concierge of crime, if you will. Is that someone we might know? Uh, Dante, if you want to make a quick history check on Alois Asher. Alright, I'm going to do a history check. Alright. I got 15. The criminal name known as Alois Azure is, in fact, pretty well known in many of the circles of thieves' guilds and uh, organized crime syndicates. 
he is an elusive one. Not many people have actually ever found nor met him, but the fact that he managed to get captured recently is pretty telling. He deals in more of selling secrets, uh, you know, war secrets, uh, trade secrets, uh, selling weaponry, magical items, moving uh, various kinds of uh, contraband, and as well as giving certain other criminals levels of escape from the law, uh, unlike any other. He's a crafty individual, and apparently this name goes back before the Lemurian Wars. It's... Whoever he is, he's... He's, pre he's pretty experienced. And the fact that he's making a demand to talk to a bunch of random strangers is really interesting. Doesn't make much sense to me. How does he know us? Dinner? Mm. Well, this... The... The elven woman in front of you... Seemingly very official. Uh, forgive me. If this seems a bit presumptuous, that is, um, I think the first time I've been in the presence of someone so official. Madam are here. I am not the are here. Never mind then. Yes. I am. Aware of Vestikalavid for their efforts for the sake of the country. However, myself and myself alone am a representative of something far more intuitive. My question is, what is it that you want to know from this individual if we have an attempt to ask him? He has noted that he has pertinent information in order to prevent a calamity that is going to befall the Volenstan town square relatively soon. I'm just not exactly sure when, how, and why. So he just wants to talk to us and then he'll tell you? as far as I know. I think... I think we should talk to this Eloise. It doesn't seem like we have much of a choice. As the hand raises and you hear a snap of the fingers, you see the door directly behind her open, leading into what is this, like,
like white room, almost as if something you'd find in an insanity ward. Oh, nice. Don't be long. Raw just goes to, through the room. <laughs> just, just keeps walking through. Yeah. <laughs> she follows. Keep eye on the prize. As the head turns and it follows all of you as you guys enter the room, the door behind you shuts. And it's almost like this visitation room. There's this large glass box with various air holes and almost an innumerable amount of arcane sigils that run across the entirety of the room. Inside the giant glass box, you see one individual in this very grayish ashen suit and this uh, blue tie that goes all the way down. These large blackened opaque glasses and what seemingly is this uh, this hat that just rims out for a few inches. He is sitting on a chair and begins to notice that there are those who are approaching. Uh, I see somebody has finally come. As it looks up, you can see this very not too pale of an individual, slightly heavy set. And below the glasses, you can almost see as if there's something glowing behind them. But it's too dark to tell. Dark vision. Uh, that's not how that works. It's still sunglasses. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, I thought you meant dark as in the room, not... Yeah. No, the the room is pure blinding white. Okay. It's, oh, it's I almost thought you as meant if... dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, no. Uh, as, as far as you guys are aware, uh, this room is just pure blinding white. Citra just vanishes. <laughs> we were told you wanted to speak to us. Yes. It was only a matter of time until at least somebody managed to walk through those doors. As far as my old friend within the dunes managed to find some very capable individuals at least able to run. Yes? So you're the one he was Good. looking for? He has a personal <coughs> vendetta against something else. Something that I'm currently in assistance with. So. And that's why you, what you need us for? For strangers, at that. I'm what you would note as a bit of a broker of information. It wasn't too long ago that I managed to hear some mm, unfortunate souls getting caught up in something that they shouldn't have. I am much
much like that myself. Please, indulge this old soul who, much like you, is chained by those with dark intent. Do you seek emancipation? Yes. 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 I have something that the EHS wants, and I'm more than happy to give it to them. But I need something in return. I need capable individuals to be able to do tasks, and in return, I can possibly manage to set you all free. Like we break out free, we break out and we're still on the run, or, 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 or wipe clean of what we're wiped clean of whatever is I imagine the latter. Huh. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but there are Look. hands at play. <clears throat> Look, I don't really care about being free from these dunes or not. The only thing I want is my sword. As long as I get that, I'm willing to do any dirty work you want me to do. I wouldn't call it dirty. I would say it's a little bit more on the gray area, but name it what you will. I have an archive of various individuals that I would like to have removed. And perhaps those individuals have crossed you as well. So I will present you all with three potential options and I'll let you decide how you want to take it. The first is I give you the information our friend Arlene Kapoor out there wants and I convince them that the best option we have is to have all of you take care of the matter yourselves. And over time, we will come back for some more fun. And eventually free you of your crimes. Second option. You don't take that offer. But I get us all out of here one way or another. And you can all walk the lands of Volenstan as criminals constantly hunted like dogs a harder path but a more freeing one or you leave this room you tell the information that Harleen desires so greatly and then you all head back to the penance dunes where you will live out the rest of your days for your sentence. When you say remove, you don't mean like killing someone, do you? 
Well, I am working for a organization that arrests individuals for their living, so I imagine it wouldn't be too impossible to capture and detain. I am. Yeah, I'm just saying I draw the line at taking someone's life. Just not something I'm willing to do. What are their crimes? What have they done to deserve being removed? The joy of this is that I'm not exactly sure just yet, but I know one on my list already. Alright, then who's the first on your list? An individual simply known as the Stonemaker. A mason turned anarchist a few years ago after his life been threatened by a duke. Apparently, after an upsetting presentation of one of his finest works, the duke's wife wanted him killed. After which, he now uses his masonry work as literal bombs in order to make people suffer as some kind of message to the upper class for the wrongdoing that had been presented to him. His mason work, however, doesn't just stop there. Apparently, on many different occasions, it has killed hundreds, if not thousands, of people that we know of. What a great person that turned out to be. So we need to apprehend this stonemaker? One of many on your list? Correct. Do you happen to know where he is? Not a clue. That's where all of you would be very important to this task would be. Yell, forgive me if I'm a bit hesitant. I seem to recall playing the pawn once before and it ended like this. Is it simply because I'm a criminal? <laughs> I just look between him and Dante. I just shake my head. <laughs> well... Of course, That's I don't part expect of it, yes. you to believe me. <laughs> well, of course, I don't expect any of you to believe me. I am a criminal. Criminals are notorious liars. But trust me when I say this. If you manage to actually start helping people, especially from the dark, you'll find yourself a little bit more at peace. Okay. You will save lives based off of the information I have. Right. Okay. I mean, I won't kill anybody, but okay. Alright, so... I'm luckily in a little gray area where nobody actually knows what I look like because 
Yep. Dante changes his face to the person who got him in jail. This is the face that got arrested. Changes back. Not this one. How many of you need to be alleviated of your crimes outside of the, the dunes? Citra is just staring at Dante completely in awe. H- how did you do that? <laughs> what? It is... You can't do that? It is a... Sh- <laughs> I, I change into an elf. <laughs> this is strange because you've never... This is strange because in the sense of Dante, it is... This strange reveal is just like... This is a racial thing. This is something that they can do naturally. Sutra has never crossed anyone like that, so seeing that happen without any warning, she's just staring. Respectfully, but staring. Sorry, sorry, I probably should have told you guys earlier I'm a changeling. Oh, no, 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 no! That was amazing! Do it again. Okay, 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 okay. This is the face that got arrested? This isn't the face that got arrested. Sutra's just an all right now. <laughs> So how many of you need to be alleviated of crimes for the face that you have? I'm not a criminal. I keep saying it over and over again. Neither am I. Yeah, well, but you I'm see only this... guilty of being I'm only guilty of being naive. <laughs> but you see the situation we're in right now is they know that face for even the the crime that even you didn't commit um so we need to know if it needs to be alleviated outside of the dunes. Because even if we get out, they're going to be chasing you. A lot. I can have some arrangements made. Which was given to us in option one. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that I have particular people that are willing to look to the side, thanks to my influence. I mean, what choice do we have? Our other option would be to um, flee with the criminal entirely, and we'd still be criminals outside of the dunes, or we give the information to the elf lady outside, and we get sent back out to the dunes. I'm not saying we're heroes. We're far from being heroes, but like to do something to help others not necessarily the worst thing we've been asked to do. I just want what to see the... of... oh, go ahead. I just want to see the world meet its people, try its foods, learn their customs. I didn't want any of this. I can get a way out and not be hunted Brost, for something I didn't do. Brawl starts gritting his teeth, teeth, and then hearing what he said. You want to change the world, huh? You know, <clears throat> I was keeping my distance from you guys because I. 
for personal reasons. But but hearing you say that stupid, just that stupid phrase, it's making me realize that you guys are completely naive. Hey. You want to, you want to save the world? What if the world decides to spit back at you? Dante, or or, <clears throat> and you still want to help them? Well, the world kind of spat at us already. We were put in the dunes. Dante looks at him, peeved. You don't know a damn thing about me. Ditto. We've established that. Uh, let's try to cool down a little bit. I've already admitted to being naive. I already know I am. <sighs> ah, good grief, good grief, good grief. <sighs> Are we gonna be the people who spit back? I need to keep an eye on you, on you people. So, group vote. I I don't I don't I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. Well, it seems like uh, he needs all four of us. All right. So, do we help this guy by taking out this uh, anarchist uh, stonemason bomb dude? Catching, catching. I will have no hand in murdering people. <laughs> I wonder how long you're gonna keep that act. Act? So, that's option one then. Option one? That's what we're going with. Well, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Return to the woman outside the door. I am more than willing to talk to her over these arrangements. Okay. And in the meantime, what do we do? She'll probably come out exasperated and slightly angered, if not disappointment, but I imagine the paperwork will go through just fine. She'll give us what we need to survive in the penance dunes, and then what? We wait? No. If everything goes as planned, you'll be heading straight to Killix Mire by tomorrow. <laughs> really? Wow. going to be very interesting indeed. Well, I'll do it. We've okay. made our decision. Alright, out to the hallway now. Alright, as all of you manage to uh, collect yourselves together, choosing your your path. 
As you open the door, you see the elven woman standing there, stone-faced, awaiting for any kind of answer. So what did he say? He's agreed to talk to you. Has a quick change of heart. As she walks up to the door and grabs the handle as she stares at all of you. Don't move. The door closes behind her. A few moments pass. There is almost like this nulling silence within the room, almost as if you can kind of get a feeling that it's intense in there. Because given that one is talking a lot and the other one wishes not to talk too much. And after a few more minutes, the door opens. And next to her is none other than Alois as they both walk out. She speaks up. I've been made aware of a deal that had been made without my knowing. And thus, in a long form argument, one could say that certain matters must be handled. Alois wants all of you to be used as toy soldiers, at least in my mind, and I will have no problem with that. However, all of you are still known criminals to Volenstan, and therefore it is my duty to assure you, should you decide to do anything uncouth, or it goes against any of our codes of ethic, I will have you put right back where I found you. Then... So, this is a reoccurring situation? Just so we're clear. What is this code of ethics, exactly? You'll be briefed on that soon. But first, as per our arrangements, all of you are to be given quartering within our organization, and you will be sent to Killixmire first thing in the morning to hunt for the Stonemaker. Upon his return, should you manage to capture the Stonemaker. I will probably see to it that there will be more benefits to our relationship. It's not ideal. But it's better than being locked up in a large desert for a hundred years. 
quiet. Is there any possible teensy-weensy way of getting our stuff back? Of course, sending you all out to danger without weapons would be foolish on my end. I will have you all sent to our armory, so that way you may collect whatever equipment that you might need. Okay. From this point forward, you will refer to me as Director Harleen Kapoor. Alright. Any and all any and all matters that happen during your missions are to be debriefed with me after they are completed. <sighs> Welcome to the EHS. Enjoy your stay. Thank you, ma'am. As you see as she begins to walk out towards one of the doors, and you see as Aloise kind of steps forward. A bit intense, right? Um, considering the situation, kind of understandable. I hope she's not mad at me for confusing her for the are here. It's an elf thing. I mean... You kind of have to be careful about that. I will make note of that. <laughs> I'm now realizing how much I miss my father's journal. Well, um... Try and rest up for the time being. Not gonna be able to do that much for a little while. Arlene will take you to whatever quartering area that you might be allowed to and uh, try not to make too much noise Is that does that mean we can eat now? <laughs> I'm sure they have plenty of food I mean we are in the adamantine bastion after all We're where? We're where? Blinking white man emote <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know? Where do you think the EHS was established? I haven't a clue. As uh, he goes with all of you and traveling throughout the many corridors and rooms, at a certain point, you guys are led to a small balcony. Uh, there is this hallway with what looks like to be these small rooms, about four separate rooms for each of you and outwards towards this balcony as you begin to step out and you see you are thousands of feet into the air looking down upon the lands of Erdsey Heimel. Citra just oddly gets as close as she can to the end, <laughs> just amazed, not caring about the drop that there is. I'll are you just... guys seeing this? I'll, uh... uh I'll go I'll go to the edge and I'll just be be ready to catch her if she dips too far forward. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, Are you I'll just have not sure? I'll have a similar expression of awe on my face. Is he just making sure she doesn't jump like he just saw her jump into a pit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Bra is in yes. a fetal position. Oh no! Far, far away, far away from the edge. 
Dante is between so. the edge and where Buro's at. He's looking down at the down at the country, back up at the bastion. He's like, I've only heard of this place. I only see it wow. by ever so often. I wonder if Dal ever went someplace like this. What how long would it take you to reach the ground? Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, don't try and make too much noise. You'll uh, you'll wake up some of the um, locals. Hmm. Much as I would like to capture this view a bit longer, I suppose we do need to go get outfitted. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Brad, are you gonna be okay? Oh. He's taking the room farthest away from the balcony. <laughs> don't mind me. I am. Don't. I. I'll be fine. You need a hug. I don't need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as uh, you guys keep going through, uh, this will be your living quarters in the Adamant Team Bastion, known as uh, known as Living Block Z. It is the smallest living block, and your rooms are pretty much the size of a walk-in closet. <laughs> this does not really face Sutra in any way at all. <laughs> I'm about as big as the room. You have, <laughs> you have, <laughs> you have uh, beds. You have uh, simple drawers, as well as um, a single magical sconce that kind of hangs overhead and enlightens the room during the daytime. Uh, you can definitely see as you are staring out into the nighttime of the world, uh, the sconce has turned into a very low glow and deep blue. As you are made aware of your living quarters, you are then traversed through into what are the upper floors of the EHS. As you guys begin to approach, there are a swell of people here. Uh, what seemingly are several different agents in their uniforms or several different individuals that look like they are just as adventurous as all of you. Uh, before you are made towards the armory, which looks like to be this uh, small blacksmithing area where you notice what seems to be a couple of dwarven individuals, uh, uh, one female dwarf, uh, two, uh, two male dwarfs that look exactly the same, as well as what seemingly is this very small gnomish individual as he's kind of just flipping through books and going through inventory and all that stuff. And uh, as Aloise kind of just keeping the hat as low to the, to the brow as possible. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be here, and this is exactly how I got caught the first time. Did you break into this place? No, I walked in. Uh, um, oh? I had a feeling you let yourself get caught, didn't you? <laughs> You'd be smart to assume that. This has been a very confusing day. <laughs> this has been a very confusing day. Everything's moving so fast. I can hardly keep up. Best you can do is keep moving forward. 
That's all he can do, really. Alright. Once you manage to hit up the armory, we'll probably have something to eat, and I'd be more than willing to go into more detail about our current endeavor. Can I just tell would you? Adore to try cuisine from the Adamantine Bastion. I'm just glad I didn't have to eat the rat. Speaking of, uh, Leo, you can oh. just drop that rat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, like, toss it out the it's... window, it'll fall somewhere. <laughs> just I'm about... civilian. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what happens to this rat falling at terminal velocity to hit somebody? Ooh, that doesn't end good. We're above the dunes for all I know. As much as I uh, would rather not eat this uh, poor critter, uh, I wonder if there's a way to preserve the meat at least. Get some rat jerky or something. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it's a it's a bit of a process to cook it, but it's possible. We don't know when the next time we'll be able to eat it. Still better than eating a disease-ridden rat. It is it disease-looking? I can roll a medicine check to see yeah, if it's it, got it, anything. It was very much alive when it was caught, and oh, okay. it's uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty it's pretty like. As a rat would look like a big fuck off rat, like a New Yorker rat. Hey, I'm walking. Yeah, you mean a yeah. cat sized rat. Okay, don't got it. cook me. He stole a pizza once. <laughs> so, as all of you uh, are escorted towards the armory, you see as the uh, little gnomish, uh, gnomish man is, pops up. Oh! Uh, hello? I'm assuming all of you must be new around here, new agents, I'm assuming? That's an accurate yes. assumption. Yes, uh, something like that. Hmm. The, the the director is... Uh, director Harleen Kapoor. Personally. Ah, so uh, she sent you. A bit of an intense one, isn't she? Just a little, but I understand. Uh, well, if all of you are here, I'm assuming all of you need to get uh, 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 brand new weapons. Uh, as I'm sure whatever your old ones were would probably not stand a chance to whatever you're facing now. Can I ask? Can I have might it, sound it, weird. it might sound weird, but do you, you have, have to have a bamboo, bamboo, bamboo flute? flute? I, I know, know it's not a weapon, weapon but, but I kind of miss it. it. I can possibly make you one. Uh, Could you? A, 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 Yes, uh, I, I, I potentially could. Uh, if it would take me a bit of time, I'm not exactly uh, too uh, versed in making musical uh, musical objects, but I, I can certainly try. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Uh, by the way, I, I am uh, I am Alvin. Uh, you, you can refer to me as Alvin. Uh, over there are... Uh, uh, that is uh, uh, Greta, uh, the female dwarf there, and then that is uh, that is uh, the, you can definitely tell he has a, st uh, a bit of a stammer. He's a little overworked. Uh, and that one there is uh, Dugur, and that one is Eager. So Alvin, Greta, Dugur, and Eager. Yes. Pleasure nice to, to you. make your acquaintance, and I suppose I look forward to 
working with you. Oh, uh, I'm Citra. Yes, I, I look forward to all of you as well. Awesome. Uh, Can I get a crossbow? Uh, uh, I can. We do have crossbows and longbows and any other like, should you so desire them. Uh, please uh, take what you need, uh, but don't take too much. We're uh, pretty much limited in our stock as of right now, due to the whole things that have been happening. I guess in the sense of what means just a staff and a boomerang is all I need, please. Uh, well, and he manages to bark it back uh, towards the others as they're currently pounding away at weapons and uh, one pulling off one of the bow staffs and uh, a boomerang from another uh, from the stock and managing to hand it back towards you. And then Duger, being a very silent, stoic type, just turns back and starts crawling back to grab the rest of the stock that any of you guys need. Citra is very happy to have back what she's used to. <laughs> and then, uh, you, uh, uh, you getting your, uh, your longbow, or do you want a crossbow? Uh, what do you think would be better? Uh, I would imagine your build was for the longbow? Alright, we'll go with longbow then. Okay. And uh, managing to kind of pull off one of these uh, nicely and well-carved uh, longbows, uh, well-strung, and then also a small uh, uh, quill of, uh, of arrows, uh, a set of 20, as it hands it to you. And whatever armor that you guys will also be needing for your, uh, for your upcoming uh, endeavors. I'm a monk. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe something light. No, if, yeah. I, if I wear any kind of armor, it kind of takes away from my stuff. Okay. I mean, I mean oh, yeah. for myself, uh, maybe something light. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, a, a, a simple leather uh, leather armor set uh, is given to you to kind of, uh, kind of go under all the clothing and stuff like that. And then towards you, Buddha, uh, as you're asking for a well-made samurai sword, uh, you manage to get this massive, uh, this somewhat bigger. It's not exactly a nodachi. It's somewhere in between a regular, uh, regular length sword, but definitely bigger because you are a taller individual. Handing it off to you. I want to inspect the quality of it. What do I need to roll? Uh, make. Do. I would say. I would say insight. Oh my god, fuck you, Rogue 20, man. Good thing we're not using it. Give, me, get? give me that... Uh, 18. Hmm. I mean, it's dwarvish make. And uh, for any sword, it, any, any weapon made by a dwarf is going to be well made and obviously understanding its cultural basis from where you are and where uh, the nation it makes these blades out of you can definitely tell this is high quality and well made steel hmm might be worth doing this after all you got your sword back in a way 
any armor meant for you, though? I just need a sword. That's it. All right, and uh, you have uh, you have your wonderful sword with you. And then, uh, lastly, Leodon. Uh, anything in particular for you, good sir? Uh yes, I could probably go with a couple of hand axes, maybe a bow, and. Well, not exactly the sneakiest individual. Uh, some uh, uh, a bit heavier grade armor would probably help me. Hmm. And manages to bark it back, and you see as uh, as Duger manages to step up with uh, the two hand axes for you. Whoop. A uh, a you. A long hunting bow and as well as a half plate armor half plate yeah gracious all right I will add those And uh, don't be afraid to come back. Um, we're s still looking for some artificers to help us with uh, some minor upgrades should the moment call for it. But considering that you're a bunch of new recruits, don't expect anything too, uh, too lavish. <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome to the EHS. And hopefully all of you survive whatever missions come across you. I hope so too. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right. And never forget, always thank your blacksmiths and always thank your Barker. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Can you imagine kindly. just Citra's tail is wagging happily behind her? She's just <laughs> happy where she is at that point. Well, this is the most secure I felt in <laughs> a while, it feels like. But you guys were imprisoned for quite some time before being transferred to the Penis ah. Dunes. It's a little interesting, but it's uh, this place is obviously a lot cooler in uh, in temperature, and for obvious reasons. Cooler in style. Yeah, uh, from from what you can tell from this major foyer area, as you recognize the armory first you notice that there is an area which leads back to a hall of books uh what looks like to be an area where um looks like to be a mess hall for those who wish to go eat whenever they so desire as well as the large uh staircase that leads back down to the living quarters where you guys had come from uh as far as you guys can tell this place is beautiful just it in in 50 years for what this place had been established to be, uh, there is a lot of obvious uh, obvious signs of its ancient uh, of its ancient uh, formalities. Uh, you can still see some ancient uh, Lumerian scrawlings 
along the walls, along with several Lumerian tapestries that have been uh, pretty much pushed to the side for more modern adamantine bastion uh, types of designs, as well as this very, very busy-like nature for this area, as it seemingly was established to be as underground as possible, but not so unformal in a way. And those who are dressed in those very unique uniforms are obviously some of the higher grade officers that uh, roam the uh, EHS. Well, I think the next step we should take is probably to find something that we can eat that'll give us some form of nourishment. Unlike the stuff we've been having for a while. I agree. Cactus juice can only take you so far. It works! <laughs> Finally, food! <laughs> Alright, so as you guys uh, begin to make your way to the mess halls, you see there are several different kinds of eyes that begin to notice these random new recruits out of nowhere. Uh, as usually those who join the EHS usually come from the top down, uh, you came, You guys came from the bottom up, and there's a little bit of chatter between uh, between agents and individuals. By the time you make it to the mess hall, however, you can smell all the goodness uh, between the roast beefs and the uh, and the fried turkeys, between the uh, medley of vegetables and the sweet smell of ales and juices that currently just line the area where you can see several individuals who are currently preparing their plates and uh, before heading off to do whatever it is their mission demands of them. Uh, Getting arrested was the best decision I've ever had made for me. Uh Uh-huh. Teacher doesn't care about the whiskers at this point, the food, the scent of it, just that is priority. Everyone else, whole other situation, she's gonna put a pin in that. Alright, as all of you uh, begin to just start stacking your plates high. <laughs> uh, just rices and meats and uh, vegetables and everything as you guys manage to find what seemingly is an empty table in the corner before finally sitting down and uh, consuming your fill. And Seeker's now in a... Who's my teacher just in tears at this point? <laughs> <laughs> As uh, as all of you finally having a slight bit of uh, respite after what has been a slightly harrowing day and many weeks after being imprisoned, you get a sense and feeling that while there is a bit of peace now, there will be many hardships in the future. After a few minutes of managing to scarf down whatever food you can, it's not too long before you are met with the familiar face of Alois Azure as he sits by the table. So, about the Stonemaker. And that's where we're going to go ahead and leave tonight. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, 
Sorry for such a chill stream for our first episode. What are you apologizing Hopefully, for? That uh, was fun. Will, yeah, things will get a little bit more exciting uh, in our next session. We uh, survived session one. Yep, it's all uphill <laughs> yeah. from here. <laughs> Alright, so, um, as usual, uh, I usually do announcements towards the end of episodes. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead, uh, we're gonna do some quick announcements, and then we're gonna go ahead and head on off, and thank you all, uh, so very much. So, first and foremost, uh, as I usually do my announcements first, uh, thank you for joining us for our first session. Uh, things are gonna get a little bit more interesting from this point on. I'm super excited to see where all of you go. This was such a very interesting, uh, interesting start for our for the first game um so uh as for quick announcements there are a few things that i've been working on uh as well as things that i'm on uh in case you guys don't know i am uh i've been playing a lot of DD recently with a lot of close friends uh more recently i am on the uh balconist necro hunt campaign as enoch solomon i am a sad cowboy in that one as well as ignis brimlight over here on the scales above for the roll for damage campaign in case you guys are interested about that hey go ahead check us out it'll be fun um also i am still currently working on uh how to be an adventurer stuff i have started work on uh, episode 12 uh, not too long ago there'll be uh, some updates over on the patreon for that relatively soon and also i have another video in the works um, unfortunately, I'm going to be incapacitated for a little while, mainly because I, I messed up my ankle relatively bad. It was actually pretty rough to get all this set up to start with. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it for me. And uh, as usual, I, I like to go across the table. So, Blue, any announcements for you? Not really. Uh, I, my commissions are open constantly, and uh, I hope to post some more art of this game, whether it be beautiful pieces or downright shit-posted meme stuff, so expect more oh, from I that. Oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. You're gonna get a lot of it. Oh, uh, that which reminds me, if you guys have any art for the campaign that will be coming up, uh, by all means, don't forget to uh, post it on Twitter and tag me as well as any of our players here. Uh, I intend to do art galleries at the start of these streams, so that way you guys get to see all the wonderful artists that uh, contribute to this wonderful little story that I have in mind. It's going to be so cute. Mm. Uh, and next up is Connor. Uh, hi. Uh, Obviously, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube.com slash DistortionDevil. I stream Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, I also have a DMs Guild where I uh, release 5th edition content, including subclasses. The next one coming out fairly soon here is the Warpath Barbarian. Sort of a diehard John Wick-inspired barbarian path that uh, utilizes ranged weapons. Uh, oh... <laughs> Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can add your rage damage bonus to your ranged weapon attacks, finally. Uh, oh, finally. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can play a dex barbarian? Finally! You can play, you can play a dex barbarian. <laughs> it's finally viable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, other than that, uh, be sure to check out Dead House Sonata. They just released a playable tech demo. 
been plugging them for a oh. long time. Yeah. Uh, oh. Made made by the one and only Dennis Dyack, the man behind Legacy of Cain and uh, Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Should be, hopefully, uh, coming out sometime this year. Uh, other than that, this, this Wednesday, I'll be over on twitch.tv slash The Unexpectables hosting a Family Feud-esque game show for my birthday. Uh, oh I, I, man! It's called. It's called. Oh, party. It's going to be interesting. It's called Party versus Party, and I've gathered eight friends to go through just a just a fun little time since we're not actually having a session. Uh, uh okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. All right, and uh, Jay, do you have any announcements you would like to get out? Um, not much. I don't do anything besides work. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I mean, you're also gonna be in a in a video soonish with uh, with me, because I I know I'm. Oh yeah, it. sorry, sorry, I totally forgot about that. So I'm gonna be doing a music video from what was it, Gun 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 something online. Gun Gale online. Gun Gale online. So so I'm gonna be playing yeah. the bunny pink girl, and we're gonna be recording that soon. So. Yeah. Oh, that's my that's my favorite SEO part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it it's been a long time coming, mainly because like I've had to build the P90 from the ground up, and it's gonna it's Ooh. like getting getting together cosplayers and then airsoft and then everything is that's mm -hmm. gonna be very interesting in the future. Nice. And then uh, uh, I think that being it for you. Yeah, that's it for me. All right, and then last but not least, uh, Daito. Um, at the moment, I don't have anything to to really talk about. I'm just making plans to start streaming again soon, and my and I'm kind of taking a break from cha main channel stuff, so don't really have anything to say right at the moment. Okay. All right. Well then. Uh. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will be updated relatively soon. Yep. All right. So, with that being said, uh, everything, uh, no other pressing matters so far. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. All right. So, that being said, uh, thank you all so very much for joining us for our first session. Uh, it, we'll be back relatively soon. Uh, these are pre-recorded, so. Usually they'll be back to back. We'll be back on. We'll be back next week for the continuation of the story. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. This is such a weird thing for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's such a weird thing for me. So we'll be back next week, and I'll see you all. And thank you all so very much for hanging out with us. We love you so 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 very much. And as always. See you next Sunday, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of D6 Black Archives. Come back next week for our next episode to hear the adventure continue. Thank you all so very much. We love you. And as always, see you next Sunday.